Hello, <laughs> welcome back to another episode of Let's Get Into It, where it's me, Keely Shay, getting into it. <laughs> I'm currently tucking in my belly into my compression shorts. I'm sitting on this park bench. I don't know why I'm doing this, actually. It just feels fun to do. Anyway, hi, how are we doing? How are we feeling? I know it's been a while. I feel like I say that in every intro because it always is a while but you know that's okay because we understand we have a mutual understanding here in this podcast and I really enjoy that you guys take me as I am where I am (laughs) and understand I accept you too so um thanks for being here if you're here yeah all right so let's get into it um, I kind of want to start this episode off with like a, an update on life, really. It's going to be a shallow update. Oh, fuck. I'm going to drop my phone. Oof. <laughs> but an update nevertheless. Um, I'm currently outside. I went to my favorite coffee shop this morning and I got a latte. I've been drinking hot lattes as of lately. And I got pound cake because I love pound cake. And yeah, that's kind of my Saturday thing. Um, but anyway, I'm just been walking around. I actually was brainstorming this episode because I was like, I really want this to be good. I want it to make sense. And I, every podcast episode I've tried to film between my last one and this one, I would get, you know, 20, 30 minutes into it and be like, yeah, I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> and I realized because there's so much jumble in my brain, there's so much going on up here. And I'm just all over the place and it's so chaotic and it's so hard for me to just quiet the noise in my head and just take a deep breath and make sense when I'm talking. That And that in itself causes me more anxiety and, you know, not being able to deal with and I guess calm down my anxiety leads to sadness And then, you know, that prolonged sadness coupled with everything else going on in life kind of takes me into like these depressive episodes where I begin to feel very hopeless about life and like, what the fuck am I even doing? And well, it just gets worse from there. So I've become aware of this kind of pattern that I've been in, um, especially in light of Brian's passing. I think all the pain that I felt prior to that was like relationships, um, identity things with basketball. Um, I guess along with relationships, friendships, uh, feeling insecure, you know, not knowing my purpose or not knowing what I'm doing, having a plan, things of that nature. Um, And it's real easy, like, those issues are ones that, like, the temporary fixes, they really, they really do be hitting, like, (laughs) feeling insecure, and you post on social media, whether this is a conscious action or not, because it's not always like, oh, I don't feel good about myself, let me go post a picture, like, that's not really my thought process, but if I am generally feeling insecure, and I'm, like, trying to, like, 
get out of that space. You know, I'll talk my positive shit to myself and you know, I'll do what I do. But posting on social media might like might exacerbate, you know, the positive experience that I'm having. Um, and I might conflate a newfound sense of security with, you know, the reception that I get on social media for any piece of content, whether it's just a picture on Instagram or a video on YouTube or whatever, um, or even just being received in person. Like you can, I conflate those two things. Um, and then I go down again. It's like you come up off, you come down off that high and then you, you know, go through the whole motion again. Um, and just with Brian's death, which if you don't know, you know, Brian and I have been cool probably since we were like 10 or 11 years old. Um, we dated from like eighth grade until, you know, my freshman year, sophomore year of college. Um, and we've just been friends. I mean, that is what, like, I was, what, 11, I was turning... Did I turn 12 in seventh grade? I don't know. I'm 24, so I've known him for at least 13 years. I've known him for more than half my life. We've been a part of each other's lives for more than half my time here. So you can just imagine without the details, like, how heartbreaking and gut-wrenching that loss has been um, for all those who loved him, honestly. Um, And so I've just been... I've just been becoming aware of how my usual coping processes are not really that great. <laughs> and how I've been becoming aware of this is like spending a lot of time with myself because death, grief really isolates you. Um, or at least it has for me because I spend so much time crying and it's like I feel like I'm crying over something I can't change. No amount of tears is going to bring him back or, you know, make things better. There's nothing that I can go get up and go do. And there's no actions that I can take to, like, you know, achieve the, the desired result, which is him to still be here. Um, so I feel pretty useless to people when I am sad, especially about him. I don't really, like... I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to, I don't know. So I just spend a lot of time alone, um, you know, because I can cry freely uh, without being worried about other people not knowing how to just exist with me crying um, or feeling obligated to say something or do something to change anything because, you know, I am, I'm aware that, like, like I said, there's nothing I can do. So me alone, when I cry, I just cry and I let that pass through me and then I carry on. But I've noticed when I cry on people, it's like they want to solve it and they want to say something and they want to. And it's just like, honestly, all I really need probably is a hug. Like, I wish I had people around me who were, you know, I don't know what the word is, but like strong enough to kind of let me go from, you know, us having a happy moment in time and blah, 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 hoo, hoo, and to, okay, something triggers, you know, 
you know, sadness about the situation and allow me to just go through those feelings and they could just be there and, you know, give me a fucking hug (laughs) instead of trying to like stop me from crying because I know like, oh, you're crying. Don't cry. Like I'm here. Like, but it's like, I need to just let that out. Like I need to just let that out. And if you could just be there as I let it out. And once I let it out, I will feel so much better and then we can carry on, you know, but I don't, I don't have many people in my life like that. And I think that's partly because I am not secure in that process of just flowing, you know, and I'm not secure when I go from being this upbeat, really happy, life of the party person to having a moment where I'm sad and where I feel to cry. And it's like the complete opposite. I don't feel secure to still show up and be present and take up space around other people because I'm like oh I'm gonna be a drag and everybody's gonna be like this and everybody's gonna be all touchy it's like I don't want people to you know not bring up Brian around me for fear that I'm gonna cry because crying and being sad are a natural part of human existence and I don't want to be around people who you know are completely trying to deny a part of human existence but I also am aware that Sometimes it's not that they're trying to deny human experience, but they don't want to cause me pain and sadness by bringing things up and talking about it. Um, And obviously tears are uh, typically uh, an expression of pain and sadness. But I think, bottom line, expression's good. And I'm learning how to make peace with my expression and to not alienate myself just because I'm a fucking person. Um, anyway, I'm learning a lot about, you know, my coping methods. And one thing that I've become really aware of is the noise in life. Like, real life is not that noisy. But real life in conjunction with social media is a fucking zoo it is intense it is so busy it's so chaotic and i just i just can't anymore (laughs) so i am taking a social media break and i'm just basically what i'm really doing is trying to reorganize and redefine my relationship with social media because i love instagram you know, I love Twitter. Twitter's a hilarious place. Um, I love TikTok. I enjoy TikTok so much. But social media has become an escape for me rather than a place I voluntarily go. You know, some people some people drink to, you know, avoid and escape. Some people smoke, you know. Some people... I don't know what other people do, but these are the most common ones. Some people party, you know, just go be around people. Uh, some people complain about everything under the fucking sun. And then there's people like me who don't say shit and just, you know, constantly go back and forth from every social media app I have on my phone. <laughs> Scroll endlessly. The thing about it is, is that, you know, the smoking and the drinking and the complaining, those are ones that, like, we see and especially anything that involves like substances oh it's so easy to like point out and stigmatize and and say that person's bad but gee 
if I'm I'm social meeting at the rate that some alcoholic is drinking, I'm not any better. I'm just not doing something that socially, you know, raises any eyebrows. Um, and I've just become aware of that, you know. Initially, and I want to take you guys back and really just dive into everything. Um, I think the first, my first real awareness of any, the first time I had any type of, like, real genuine sadness was when my parents uh, got divorced in that whole time period when they were going through that. But at that time, I didn't have social media um, because I was at school and my coach was like, during the season, no social media. Um, It also wasn't what it was today. So it was kind of like a place you go and post and you see other people's posts. But it was like, because it was chronological order, there were certain times that it was like hyper, you know, like, okay, we're all about to go out. Like you would go on the TL to see what the moves were because there was no stories at the time. Like, damn, this shit sounds like a lifetime ago, but Instagram was not that involved. So even having it wasn't that like consuming of a thing. Like Vine was the shit that you could get lost on for hours. Um, So Instagram, it wasn't as in-depth. Snapchat was kind of, Snapchat was the stories, um, again, chronological order. So it kind of just, you're like on these things, or at least I was, for like different reasons at different times. It's like not some place you could just get lost in with just endless new content all the time coming at you from every direction like it is now. Every app now, it's like the goal is to just constantly feed you different shit. And it creates like this whole new universe, whereas it wasn't that way before. So anyway, that was the first time I felt any sadness. But I was like, I sat with that. I I had no choice but to sit with that, even though I didn't know how to really deal with my emotions and feelings. I didn't have the same noise that I have now. And that we as a society have access to now. The same level of distraction of an access. So the next real deep, intense, I guess, feeling and emotional time was when I stopped playing basketball. And this is a story that I've, I've briefly touched on, but I don't really dive into all the details about it because I'm honestly embarrassed still to this day about that and decisions I made um we'll dive in today so when I and this is hindsight hindsight is 2020 so understand that like if you're in a space where maybe you feel like you're relating to things that I'm saying but you're not like having the awareness or the the reflective I guess the reflective awareness that I'm having now like be patient with yourself because it's 2021 I stopped playing basketball in the December of 2016 So it's taken me, what, five years to come to this conclusion and be at a place where I can embrace it and allow it to push me forward into change, into positive experiences. Five years. So before I even get anywhere, like, be patient with yourself. Um, But anyway, I stopped playing in 2016 for my school. I wanted to transfer. At the time, I feel like I was dealing with a lot of just emotional abuse and manipulation and gaslighting from my coach like I would walk into the gym shaking scared to go hoop 
Can you imagine being scared to go do something you love to do? Um, physically trembling. Like, when I tell people that, they're like, what the fuck? You know, and for the longest time, you know, my teammates who had been through it for two years, three years already, they would look at me like, y'all think this is bad? Like, this is easy. And let me just say, and I've said this before, like, whether, you know, it's an athlete, you're a student athlete going into college or you're somebody going into a job, like, trust your gut. At the end of the day, if you're, if you're quote unquote, too soft, that is a lesson that you will learn. If you're being too sensitive, that is a lesson that you will learn in the way that you're meant to learn it. But you will not learn it by denying yourself care and consideration to those feelings that you're feeling. So I went to school telling me, I'm a baby. You have no idea. This is light work. Like, you think this is bad. And I'm like, word, all right, let me not be no bitch. You feel me? Whole time, that was not, that is not an environment that I needed to harden myself up to endure. And that's not something that I would recommend for anyone. And I don't blame teammates or anyone for my decision to stay or their response to it because that's a pretty common thing. That's why we talk a lot about, you know, generational curses and things like that. Your your parents' parents were shit to them and then they turn around and be kind of shitty to you and they don't even realize how, you know, they're perpetuating the shittiness that they experience just in a different way because... They never were able to sit with it. They didn't have the awareness and like the, the time and space to really sit with it and, and feel that and, and learn from it. So, you know, I don't blame anyone, but that was that was fucked up. It was very fucked up. Um, but anyway, I had come to a point where I was like, you know what? I'm going to transfer. Like, I'm just going to go. And I finally had gotten the courage to like trust myself to kind of just go and stand my ground and. It was like the the second I, you know, told my coaches, like, I want my release, you know, and I'm ready to go. Like the days that ensued after that, it was like the light that I was seeing that I felt like was guiding me was gone. Um, you know, my teammates really didn't talk to me much. It was like it was like this weird energy floating around. Um, damn. The guy I was dating at the time he broke up with me, said he didn't want to do long distance. Mind you, this guy lived in another country. We were on FaceTime and he was in another country talking about he didn't want to do long distance. I said, what the fuck kind of bullshit is this? But anyway, like everything, the things that I had like really, you know, kind of stood on, they were all crumbling out from under me. And I felt so insecure you know, at this time, I had just, like, kind of cut off and lost some friends. There's relationships that with people who just really just did me dirty, and they're just very selfish, and it was just a mess, and I would finally, you know, was like, you know what, I'm good off them. Um, so that was something, even though that was the right decision for me, it was still emotional, it was still hard, and it was still an adjustment. You know, then I lose my teammates, which those people were, like, you know, they were it, you feel me? And then my boyfriend goes and breaks up with me talking about he don't want to do distance and he's already fucking distance and I crumbled under all of that change all of that pressure and I didn't pursue transferring like I was I had a school lined up it was a really stupid uh setup and you know I can say it like this there's two ways that I could look at this 
the the deal that they were trying to give me was not ideal. It's not something that I should have taken, and I didn't take it because of that. I ended up staying at UNCG. Um, me and my boyfriend ended up getting back together, and I honestly didn't pursue transferring after that with the oomph that I should have because I st- I wanted to stay in that relationship. I said, damn, if I go somewhere, you're going to break up with me. So it was like I wanted to play, but I told myself, I was like, what's more important to me? Like, what do I enjoy? Like, is it going to be going and playing basketball for another two years, you know, and all the self-doubt that I had around that and even going pro and all this stuff or building this relationship and, you know, whatever. And I chose the relationship. I did it quietly, though, you know, so it just showed in like my effort. It wasn't something that I was willing to look in the mirror and be like, yeah, I am choosing a relationship over myself right now. I am choosing this comfort zone over venturing out and trying something new for fear of what I might lose in that process. I couldn't say that out loud, so I just didn't try as hard. People be like, yeah, have you spoken to coaches? No, not for real, blah, blah, blah. I wasn't even trying. I wasn't even trying. Um... And it was crazy because every time an opportunity came up, it would like my my soul would light on fire. Like I would finally feel rejuvenated again, finally feel purpose. And then I would pursue it a little bit. Things were kind of good. And then they would fall right out from under me. Like, oh, this credit won't transfer over. So you're going to be in school for like two more years. I said, yeah, fuck no, I'm not doing that. And then it was like back to like this depressive state that I was in. Um, but anyway, during that time period, that's when I cut my hair, you know. And I really poured into social media. Like, that became an outlet for me. And at that time, that was a healthy coping mechanism, you know, a strategy. Because it it served who I was. It was allowing me to vocalize. It was allowing me to express, which is something that I wasn't doing at all whatsoever. Everything was just bottled up. So I had made new Instagrams. You know, I made new what Twitter, deleted my old Twitter. I don't think I got on Twitter at this time. Um, but I just made a new Instagram and I was expressing myself. I started my YouTube channel expressing myself and it was great. It was very healthy at this point in time. And that thus began my relationship with social media. However, I don't know if I've said this, but you know, the things that serve you at one point in your life are not always going to continue to be those healthy, well-serving things in another point of your life. And you have to constantly reflect and constantly revisit Um, Because otherwise you will be carrying coping mechanisms and ideas and strategies from one time period to another, one situation to another, and they don't serve you the same. And that can perpetuate, you know, and exacerbate any negative emotions that you are feeling and make you kind of slip into that hopelessness, you know, because because feeling sad is one thing, you know, that's that's a part of life. Not everything's going to be great. But if you can't even rely on yourself to endure that with confidence, like, I know that this is not all for me. I know that there is more. I know that I can, this is not going to be forever. And you're taking, you you can't trust yourself to just go through that knowing that there is an end to that tunnel. Like, dude, it gets dark very quickly. So just constantly revisiting your, your, your strategies is important. And I did not do that. You know, social media is one of those things that like I kind of use as a tool while most of my peer group was using it as just for fun. It was just another thing that they were doing. And I didn't realize the distinction of how I had turned that into a tool for me. But I was still trying to engage in it as if it was just like a passive fun thing. 
Um, so I didn't have the intentionality behind it that I thought I had. Um, and it was just like conflating the two experiences, you know. They're very different things, you know. A lot of the social media people, the social media figures that we see that are posting like six, seven, eight times a day, they're not, they actually probably spend less time on Instagram than you and I do, even though they're posting so much more. It's because they're creating. And there's a difference between consuming and creating. And I was not, there's a phrase, um, Never mind, we're not going to get into that. But I was, I was not, you know, fully tapped into the creating mentality. I was creating, but I was also consuming. And those two things don't really, they don't really go together well if, you don't, uh, if you're not mindful about what you're doing and with your time. So that was what that was. That was like my first, you know, I guess, that was like the defining moment of my relationship with social media. Um, throughout that time period of just being insecure and feeling so much self-doubt and kind of wanting to stay in my comfort zone. And so then I graduate um, and then I was kind of forced out of it in a sense. You know, me and that guy, we were long distance now as far as not being in the same campus goes. Um, And I still had no idea what I wanted to do. Um, I, I knew that I wanted to do something with social media, you know, with the YouTube channel, you know, I knew I was like, I wanted to just kind of be in a creative space. Um, but I, again, like I just had a degree cause I was hooping and like, I just didn't know. Um, I started to hang out with friends and just kind of expand myself a little bit and get out of this. Like, I don't deserve to be around people because I suck and everybody hates me mentality. And I started to see like a little bit of the awesomeness that I, that I have reflected back to me. And I was like, damn, like I've been living this like sheltered. I only got one friend and he's my boyfriend. Like we do everything together, blah, 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 safe fucking turtle shell life for like a year and a half now. And this is, there's more to life than this. There's so many different opportunities. And that was like my first glimpse of that. And so part of that awareness was like, I think we need to break up. Like, I think I need to be alone for a while. I think I need to grow. I think I need to just do life without having the safety net of a boyfriend here to go back to whenever I get too scared because it wasn't like a conscious thing but it was like I felt so much anxiety like doing all these new things you know and whenever things would get hard it's like I know he's there I know he's there but it's like to kind of build your support system that heavily in something that is outside of you is so dangerous and it was just like the balance was off and I just really needed you know, that space to establish some balance within myself. And then it was like, okay, you know, if you're still open to this relationship when, you know, that kind of gets there, cool. If not, I understand that. I stand on the fact that I had to make this decision. Um, And that was kind of where we agreed on. So I thought, but then long story short, we just didn't get back together. And again, similarly to how, you know, I had made decisions. I was like, I'm going to transfer and I'm going to do this. Things started to like be shaky I thought I felt all this vision and like this is the right thing for me to do and I took that step and then it went black and I was like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing I feel like I'm just floating I don't know and of course you know I wanted to be with him 
But in hindsight, I do feel like a lot of, you know, my attempt for us to get back together and a lot of the pain that I felt thereafter when we didn't was because I had lost this huge piece of me, this thing that I put so much of my safety in and so much of my, you know, peace in and I got it from this relationship. So it was a rough time, but that was another time when yet again, like, I was leveraging social media as an outlet, you know, and I would post all these, you know, these motivating and encouraging things, which were true, but it was just another time, and this was even worse, of me intellectualizing my feelings and trying to turn them into lessons for other people without ever having truly, truly learned the lesson and applied the lesson to myself in my own life. It's like, I could, it was, this is the example of what I was doing. I would trip and fall, skin my knee, and be like, oh, word, all right, bet, like, you got to tie your shoe. Like, I tripped over my shoelace, and then I fell, and I skinned my knee. Instagram post, hey, look, guys, you know, today, I tripped and fell, bust my knee open, and it's because I didn't tie my shoes. And then in real life, I would carry on, like, just tucking in my laces, or, you know, maybe once a week, I would tie my shoelaces back, or... I was wearing fucking strap-on, slip-on shoes. So it was like I was kind of avoiding the reality of this. And I didn't truly learn and apply this lesson. So it created a lot of friction. That is why you see the inconsistency in content from me. You know, like, because I'm, I'm sharing things as I go, but not in a truly authentic fashion. And not really in a timely fashion. Like, certain things, like, I'm just... what you got to practice what you preach and even though I do it's just not cemented and I feel a sense of like this is fake this isn't truly me this isn't truly authentic even though yes I did learn this lesson yes I did take this away how am I applying this to my life people think I'm this super self-aware you know awesome smart person and it's like I feel like yeah I am that but at the same time like I still go and do the dumb shit over again like I still don't have shit together you know, people who treat me badly in relationships, I'd tell them, we'd talk afterward. It's funny because the guy that, like, had ghosted, we would get to this, but the guy, this guy ghosted me. I really liked him. You know, we talked, and, you know, he was like, how you doing? How's life? Blah, blah, blah. You know, and I'm talking to him and told him that I was in therapy, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, how's that been going? And I was like, you know, it's been good. I'm learning a lot about, you know, setting boundaries. And he's like, I think you have great boundaries. I said, no, because you, I let you treat me like shit for six months six eight months <laughs> so they're not that good <laughs> and it's like it's insane but you see how like people can think things about you yet you're going through something completely you know the opposite of what that is and so I just felt just this inaccuracy but again during that time that's what got me through those things feeling like I could turn this into something useful for someone else and I had told myself my life at this point is just I live it and it's going to be, uh, you know, a guide for other people. Like, if I have to go through this, if I have to lose this, if I have to not achieve this goal or, you know, it was like if I have to experience all these negative emotions, like I'm going to turn it into something good at least to make it worth it. And while I think that at one point in time that was a noble position to take considering the circumstances, that's also me selling myself short. I do not have to just accept and expect mediocrity and sadness and pain and dissatisfaction in order to serve 
the community that I live in or the space and provide myself and be worthy of anything and be useful. Like that's not, that's not, that's not my purpose at all. Um, so again, uh, right idea, not the best, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, what's the word when you're doing something? Fuck it. I don't know. I wasn't doing it right though. It was a good idea, but I wasn't executing poor execution. Damn. That's what's up. All right. Yeah. So moving on to the, this romantic situation, um, I was talking to a guy for like eight months, you know, went through kind of some really interesting situations during that time. Um, but anyway, ultimately ended up ghosting me. And like, this is like, this is honestly, this is worse than like getting cheated on to be fair. Like, well, at least for me, cause like when you get cheated on, it's like so easy for me to be like, damn, that's crazy. Like he's really out here lying. Like that's a hard thing to, you know, deal with, but it's like concrete, you know, you just, you're cheating. Like you, you were doing this another person. It's concrete. Getting ghosted for me was like, what the fuck? Like I spent so much time trying to make sense of it. I was like, what did I do? Like, is something wrong with me? Did I like really fuck up in some way that he just felt like it was just the best thing to not say something to me, to not talk to me? You know, did I give off like vibes that I couldn't be spoken to and I couldn't be dealt with straight up? Like I've spent so much time after that, like this diving into myself and examining myself and that shit was so rough and I was so sad about it, but I just felt like people, nobody, like people, nobody was receptive to the pain that I was feeling. And it's like, just because something is obviously fucked up and obviously not worth my time does not make it any less painful. Knowing that things are going to be better in the future, knowing that somebody's just a fucked up individual and they're not worth your time and energy does not change the fact that what they did or how they treated you or whatever, that breakup is any less painful. And I think we need to kind of separate that because that really impacted me going through this. It's like, everybody's like, oh, fuck him, that's crazy. And they just expected because logically I could understand and agree with them that that was fucked up, that I'm not supposed to be sad about it anymore. Like, no, those are two separate situations. Like, so I internalized that very heavily. And so even in my alone time, I wouldn't allow myself to be sad. And yet again, but this time is the weight of not truly dealing with my feelings from, you know, quitting basketball and being sad about that and, and that relationship, that whole time period, you know, not dealing with those emotions compounded with not dealing with the emotions of the, that breakup and, you know, me figuring out my life mixed in with this. So it's like, I was realizing, I'm like, all right, like, this is not even, I mean, it was deep, but it wasn't knock me off my footing, like, lose my shit together, like, deep, you know? And I felt like my emotions were way too heavy for what was going on. And that caused me to further intellectualize them, to further just, like, try to make sense of it so that I could hurry up and not be feeling the pain of it all. Yet again, the social media, but this time the social media thing wasn't working. I said, fuck that. I don't even want to like, you know, try to be inspirational or anything. I'm just, just going to fucking vibe out. And I kind of just was like, not really on social media as much during this time. Like I was, but I wasn't. And I started doing a lot more like 
into myself stuff. And I started to really feel the pressure of, you know, being, feeling like my worth was predicated on serving a purpose to somebody or being able to inspire somebody or being able to like create like this really motivational piece of content that like the caption, yes, you know, all that shit because people loved it. I remember I went through phases where people would be like, like, I love this version of you, you know, because I just wanted to be, like, it was so tiring. I just wanted to exist and be silly and joke and make fun of my pain and turn it into jokes and shit like that. And I guess that didn't, that made people uncomfortable. I don't know. Um, honestly, some of it made me uncomfortable in hindsight. Like, damn, Key, that was a little bit much. But I just felt like it was just a lot for the, con and don't get me wrong. Like, this is not me trying to be invalidating of my sadness over that situation. But, like, you just know. You know what I mean? Like, you know when maybe what's going on has more to do with other things. And this is just kind of, like, its outlet. So that's when I started to do a lot more, like, internal looking at myself and, you know, prayer. And I was, like, going for walks. Whenever I get really, really sad, I just go for walks and just let my mind go and it's like I'm like talking to like my higher self I always kind of separate myself and that's actually how this podcast came about when I first went through that first breakup um I started making voice memos I would go for like six seven mile walks and just make voice memos to talk myself and talk myself through my emotions and that's how this came about but that's what helps me so I started doing that and it was like quieting the noise you know I wasn't even really on TikTok like that at this point. Um, quieting the noise in my head and it started to really settle down and I started to really, you know, understand the difference between taking responsibility for somebody's inability to treat me well or somebody else's personal traumas and pains and, you know, inadequacies and understand that that's merely a reflection of what they've got going on and not necessarily a reflection of who I am and you know really understanding what control what you can control meant and means um doing the work to sit with my emotions and feel them out the journaling you know um the the paying attention to the things that trigger me and paying attention to how I felt at certain points in time and telling myself like when I feel these things, this is not a cry for me to try to do more to prove somebody that to not make me feel these things. This is a you need to pay attention and you need to address it or you need to move so that you're not feeling these negative emotions, you know, and just a lot of forgiveness of myself because there are plenty of times during that whole situation where I should have spoken up and I should not have allowed this behavior to go on and I was acting as if like this guy had to be it for me and I learned a lot of that was ego driven you know from things that we had said to each other you know conversations that we'd had and you know it was just a really it was a really eye-opening situation um but that time I started to make my peace with it you know and I started to really like quiet all the noise and I started to feel worthy of just being a person you know in all the many different ways that comes in, where it's motivational or silly and fun and, you know, just being myself, all my personalities, really accepting who I am and loving that and knowing that that has value just by existing. Um, and so fast forward from there, I was like, I started going to the gym. I was like, you know what, I need to, you know, really 
like I felt so optimistic about my life you know things were really turning around for me as far as like self-efficacy and like the outlook I had on me and then um I joined I started working out the fit shop um which was a huge step for me because I, I was of course still recovering from my ACL tear um so like being around people I was like kind of insecure but I was like fuck it like you know I feel good about myself, so I'm going to go in this place and I'm going to feel good about myself in front of other people, you know. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to, you know, just grow and I'm going to share that. I'm going to let people in, you know, and I started doing that. It was big, it was a huge, huge, huge step for me. Um, and then about a month and a half later, Brian's killed. And I, it was like, Everything that I was doing and that had been through and that like pained me, that excited me, that made me feel anything, I was like I completely forgot about it all and all I could see was, yo, Brian's not here. Like Brian's really gone. I couldn't even believe it, you know? I'm like Snapchatting him every day. We used to talk through Snapchat mostly. Um, like rereading our text messages replaying the last time that I saw him and everything that we talked about you know just trying to like I'm like talking I'm going for walks and I'm just like crying and I'm talking out loud and I'm going to all our little spots and like sitting there like just trying to it was just oh my god it was just so 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 bad I um slipped into like uh like a depressive like state of being and I just felt so hopeless I would be you know driving on the highway and just be thinking about like oh if I just let the steering wheel go now like you know I just didn't want to be here you know the things that people would say you know how they saw him even some of like our mutual friends who I know never in a million years to his face would they have said the things that they were saying post his passing like it was fucking insane and I just lost it it was like I was too tired to even like exist it was just too tired just I just like turned into myself um got off of social media and I was just like going to work crying I think there's like I think I took off like I don't know I was off of work for like maybe like two weeks and then when I got back to work I wasn't even like doing my job for like my manager like allowed me to kind of just sit in the back office and do like back-end shit so I wouldn't have to talk to anybody like I just it that shit really fucked me up <laughs> fucked me up and it still fucks me up um and just like my everyday life was just completely changed um I finally started going back to the gym and it was like, I just, I don't know, yo, I just, it was like, I just didn't have, like, all that shit I was worried about with that guy and, like, all the growth I was doing and, you know, I was like, I don't even give a fuck about that, like, you could ghost me six, seven, eight times over, like, nothing will, like, remotely match what I'm feeling right now. It just made everything seem so inconsequential. And this is where we get to really the bulk of like what this episode's even about but you know I have to do the back end shit so once I kind of pushed myself to get back into like my day-to-day like routine of like going to work and blah 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 this is where 
the social media kind of really became like a problem. So there was a time period where I was like smoking, like I don't even smoke, like Keely smoking, what? I would like these little, um, they're like Delta 8 pens. So it's not like technically weed. This is like me trying to get around the weed shit. These pens, I would like smoke those, like hit those rather. They're just like little vape pens. Um, I would take these like little edible things. Um, just like trying to like mellow out the intensity of my pain and sadness. And it's crazy, like, because nobody really knew about that, you know. I did some really risky shit. Um, and I just completely stopped drinking because I was like, yo, I'm way too sad for this shit. Like, I could probably kill myself on accident. Like, not even on some, like, I'm intentionally trying to do this. Like, just because the level of I don't give a fuck I was feeling was just way too intense. Like, it was scary for me to even know that I didn't care this much. Um, and so I stopped drinking, like, mind you, I wasn't even drinking that much. It was like social, but then like, I would find myself, like I would buy a bottle and like make a drink at night and then just like go to sleep, you know? And it was just like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm sad. I'm crying and I'm pouring myself up. It was just like, this is, you, you start developing these things that you do as like just casual, like coping. You're not even thinking about it. And I was like, I don't like the way this makes me feel. You know, I just feel worse. I just feel like I had enough awareness to, you know, not let myself slip into deep, you know. So I stopped drinking. Um, and so I was just like hitting little pens at this point. Stopped doing that. And then I got back on social media. So when I was saying like, you know, some people smoke, some people drink and I scroll like my life fucking depends on it like replace my instagram usage my social media usage with drinking and oh everybody would notice i have a problem you know replace it with smoking we'd be like what the fuck but i just i replaced all of that with social media i thought i was doing better i'm like oh yeah keely you're doing well like you're not drinking like you know you're not you're not smoking like blah 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 it's like no i'm not really doing anything better i'm just doing something that is less like obvious to even myself that it's a problem um and I've been realizing this as like I like have cried almost every day since Brian died in July it's October about to be November you know um I have I've obviously I've kind of I've gotten out of that like hopeless space you know I've been in therapy and I I've been feeling more you know like I will grow around this I've accepted that the grief is what it is and I will grow around it I have become aware that I have emotions that I need to attend to and nurture and take care of you know it's there's a lot of I have a lot of regrets and things that I beat myself up for surrounding like Brian's passing and just there's just a lot and so long story short which is I hate when I do this because I always have already told the long story but I have to get off of social media. And I've kind of come to this conclusion. This I've been doing a lot of meditating for the past couple of months, um, a lot of journaling, a lot of sitting with my feelings, a lot of, you know, tapping into my higher self, a lot of prayer. Um, 
just look, just just seeking guidance and a lot of you know being grateful trying to see life through the lens of gratitude um being mindful of the law of attraction and how your vibration kind of creates your inner experience creates your outer reality um just focusing on a lot of that and i'm realizing that like i've just been stuck in this circle and i don't know you know i hope that listening to this if you feel you can relate to any of this that you know it sparks some just a deeper dive because it's so easy this is so normal i look so normal to people I, you know and i am normal i guess but i'm struggling so much every day you know like i go to work and i get a moment away like i have to drive around and maybe go somewhere a little further and i'm bawling my eyes out you know just feeling so much pain you know i go out and i like just get a little drink a little too much or you know when i have downtime it's like i'm just scrolling i'm i'm watching tiktok while i'm watching some on netflix and then i'm going back and forth from instagram to that like just my my life has become just one big distraction from myself while simultaneously trying to achieve quietness and peace and it's just become habitual it's not even like i'm like oh, okay i'm feeling that let me run to this it's just like a habit and so I just encourage you, I guess I hope that listening to this, you just take a moment to reflect on, you know, your current state of being and just 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 be mindful of what are you potentially running from? What are you what are some of your, you know, escapism tactics? You know, what what are you disguising? Like what what was once a healthy thing and has now turned into you just escaping from dealing with your current reality, dealing with your emotions, sitting with your feelings, sitting with things that you don't like about what's going on in your life and and actually taking a front row seat in that change. Like what what are you running from? I guess is the question um that I want this episode to, you know, raise within you because I'm running from just pain, sadness, you know, feeling unworthy, feeling like love has like left me. I feel just, and it's like on one hand, I feel all these things. On the other hand, I like feel love every day when I get up. I feel love every day when I look over at Brian's jersey and at his pictures. You know, I feel love when I, you know, dance and I have fun around people. I feel love when I am myself around others. I feel love when I care about other people. You know, I've had a couple crushes, like, little light shit. I'm like, oh, yeah, you find this shit over the past couple months. It's like, I don't even need nothing back, you know? It's just like, I feel love because I get to be human. I get to experience, like, all the things that, you know, as a person, you are. And it's unique to being a person. Like, we're the only people that I can experience ourselves outside of ourselves. Like, we can think and wonder how we're seen by other people. Like, that's intense. That's crazy, you know? I just, I find so much peace in in being where I am, even in the midst of all of this pain and sadness that I feel. I feel like I have a generally, you know, positive outlook, but I'm realizing that I am making things so much harder for myself with this, like, running to unconsciously to social media, you know? This is not what I started 
to use my Instagram for. This is not what I started, you know, my YouTube channel for. Not a distraction. It was meant to be an intentional pour into people. You know, taking my experiences and turning it into something fun. You know, just sharing my life, having a good time. It was meant to be intentional. And now it's turned into something that has kind of taken over my life in a way that I'm uncomfortable with. A way that is obstructing some of my forward progress that I have been making. Like, it's been so hard for me to meditate lately because it's like I want to just experience my thoughts as they're going, but my mind can be moving like a mile a minute sometimes, like so fast that I can't even concentrate. Like, I can't like I can't even get to focusing on my breath. I can't even get to, like, I'll be praying. And then, like, how, how are you praying? And then you pick up your phone. Like, that's nuts. <laughs> like, you know, it's just, you know... It's a lot. And I just feel like right now social media is that thing for me that I need to take a step away from to really recenter myself. Um, so, yeah, I, I wanted to share this because I hope that, you know, you can listen to this and think about some things and reflect on your life. And maybe maybe you have a healthy relationship with kind of everything and you're in good balance. And that's awesome for you. But maybe you're not, you know, and I just want you to know that it's OK. And I think the most important thing is that you can face yourself love yourself regardless of that embrace embrace you have this imbalance and let it move you toward change that is going to help you rather than kind of sitting in shame shame has no place in our experience shame is not of you and your highest good like that has shame is the devil shame is evil shame will keep you in the same shit it will keep you doing the same thing. It will keep you from apologizing, keep you from growing because you're too focused on you and, and, and feeling bad for whatever. When it's like every experience is, is there to teach you and is there to push you. And if you can just accept that you're not going to get it right all the time and that things are going to go awry and things are going to go left and allow that to propel you forward, yo, you'll be such a good place. You'll get to a place where you can still be grateful and still have gratitude and still be fun and enjoy and see good things in life despite going through and dealing with so much at the same time you know and I feel like if if there was ever a damn post or fucking video that I should have made at any point in time it was something like this like this is the ultimate like thing so anyways if you listened I thank you so so much I appreciate your time I appreciate your investment into you know my creativity um i pray that this helps you i pray that it finds you well um and yeah i guess i'll see you guys in the next episode i'll see you when i see you on social media i think for the month of november i'm gonna just you know let that shit rock (laughs) and go from there just commit to that and we'll see what happens but anyways i love you and yeah bye